Hey y'all, this is D-Rock. This is Cam. And this is The The Heartbeat. Hey y'all, this week we're sitting down with two well-known and beloved bartenders from the West End, Joe Burke and Bridget Hurley. Oh man, you've seen them at a number of establishments over the years. To saying Half Door to Spigot, that's just to name a few. We talked with them about their experiences and challenges coming up in the industry, as well as their love for the West End and Hartford in general. Joe and Bridget are two of many examples of the kind of folks who make the West End great. So without further ado, enjoy these back-to-back interviews with Joe Burke and Bridget Hurley. All right, my man. How you doing, brother? Doing well. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, thanks for coming, Joe. Yeah. Yeah, so what we don't normally do, uh, we're happy, well, let's back up. We're happy to have you here, first of all. Thanks. <laughs> this is a special, be, special podcast. nice and, and, podcast. and polite here. Yeah, so what we normally do, we ask folks, you know, how's you uh, getting to Hartford and what's your name and things of that nature. So let's start with your introduction. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, my name is uh, Joe Burke, and, uh, you know, I've, I've lived in Hartford County my whole life. You know, I lived in a couple other places outside uh, throughout my life, 43. To I'm almost 43 years old, so I've been around for a little bit. Okay. Um, I grew up in uh, like East Hartford. Okay. Oh, nice. All you right. And then, then in my adult life, I, I, I spent a lot of time living in Hartford, between South End and West End, mostly in the West End. Awesome. Um, okay. So now we know you as a legend within the West End, <laughs> as a bartender, right? Uh, name some of the places that you worked. Um. Well, you know, I got, I got, I, uh, you know, I kind of. Cut my chops in bartending in, in the West End. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tissane was really the first uh, bartending job, a real bartending job that I had. Okay. Uh, I, I, I actually haven't bartended for nearly as long as people may think I have. <laughs> I got into it late. I wasn't like a young young bartender in my 20s and whatnot. Uh-huh. Um, I did a bunch of other jobs and stuff like that before I got it. I, I, I've always been in bars and hanging out at bars. Yeah. And West End was always like a hangout of mine, mm-hmm. uh, even when I first Turned 21, you know what I mean? Like, places like the Half Door, like, kind of like my first watering holes. Right. That and Sully's Pub, and when it was Steve and Sully's and whatnot. Yeah. Huh. You know, kind of bounced around <laughs> West End. It was always kind of like my neighborhood to hang out in. Yeah. Uh, how'd, you, uh, how'd you get into bartending then? Um, well, I, okay, so I got into um, into Tissane. I got hired there. I, I honestly picked it up as a second job. At the time, I was doing um, contract work. Uh, like rebuilding apartments and stuff like that. Oh, very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A buddy of mine uh, had a contracted company. It, it was years ago back when those tornadoes kind of ripped through Springfield, Massachusetts, and okay. Chicopee and that whole area. Mm-hmm. He got a contract from a, a, a you know, a, a, you know, a main, like a, like a building company, like a rental company that had like multiple like complex buildings mm-hmm. that all had their roofs like rip, ripped off. So they had a commercial company come and replace the roofs, but then we just went in there and gutted all the apartments and hmm. built, built them back up from scratch and stuff like that, which is great because like for a whole year we had a crap load of work available <laughs> to us. We were making great money and once it was over with, you know what I mean, the, the, the you know, jobs kind of weren't as consistent. So I was living... At the time, I was living in um, up up in Asylum Hill in the old Ambassador Building. Okay. There, and I saw I saw like a Craigslist ad or something like that that Tissane was hiring. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, in, in 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 the past, I had experience, uh, you know, working as well. I worked for a, um, 
at one point uh, Barnes and Noble bookstore. Okay. The one, the one in Canton there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I was going to ask you, what was your job before you was a bartender? It sounds like you were a contractor. I've done a little bit of everything. Yeah. <laughs> I've worked on my uncle's lobster boat, like hauling pots, and <laughs> and uh, you know, I've, I've worked, you know, I worked record stores for managed record stores for like a good decade or something like that, mm. and uh, but those started like closing left and right and started going the way of the dinosaur, so I had to get out of that industry, you know. Yeah. But uh, I had experience at uh, Barnes and Noble. Part of that is they have a cafe, mm. uh, so I, I, you know, I was like a music DVD department manager, and then I was a merchandise manager, and yeah. a manager, and then a cafe manager, and a little bit of everything. So I had experience making coffees and whatnot. So I picked the, the same job up as a second job, okay, just to supplement my income. Yeah, right. And quickly it turned into me just working there solely. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the, job, the work got so inconsistent with the the contracting that. I just gave it up and just started working at the same, and then it quickly, quickly ran, like rose up the ranks, you know, uh, you know, serving and then bartending, and we got into management there. So I was a split in time as like an assistant manager and a bartender. Mm. So I, I learned a lot there. Wow. I worked under some great managers that like gave me a chance and uh, got got my foot in the door in the industry and whatnot. That's awesome. Yeah. Prior to that, I actually didn't really do a lot of. A lot, and, well, you, you know, sounds do like, a lot of bartending. Sounds yeah. like you learned fast and you picked up fast. Well, I think I got like a good, uh, you know, work ethic. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, we know you as a, a beloved guy, person within the West, and there's never a bad word spoken about you uh, within yeah. the West End, <laughs> that I know of. <laughs> so, I mean, to me. So, I would like to ask you a couple of questions in regards to the scene because you've been in the scene for a while, the Western scene. Yeah, I've, I've been been around it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so how was the scene, the restaurant scene in Hartford when you first started hanging around? See, I was in Massachusetts the whole time. Oh well, when the restaurant scene just like popped off. Well, there's, I'll, I'll tell you what, downtown Hartford there was a hell of a lot more going on back then. Okay, you know what I mean? It had a, had a lot more diversity. Uh, different types of bars you know they weren't mm-hmm. all cookie cutter and the same thing you know right. what I mean? uh you know you'd have like an irish pub here and then you'd have like a you know a college kid bar that would do like live music here and mm-hmm. you know it, it, was, it was a lot of fun then but then you know everything just started shutting down and yeah so like harford's been kind of downtown harford's been kind of dead for ages yeah i mean <laughs> that's uh god one of the saddest things about living in hartford right. is watching all of this potential just be squandered but you know um it's it's tough you know what i mean hartford's a tricky city yeah there's not a lot of commerce it's, well, it's you know it's, it's a work city yeah a lot of jobs still it's still it's still a destination where people come to get to work oh absolutely you, know, you, and you see that's that bar, it. you see that bartending yeah. like, oh i'm new around here it's like oh let me guess you came here for for, for a job and they're yeah. like oh yeah definitely lucky yes so, <laughs> so how, how would you say it evolved from the scene then to scene now now Cause, it's because I'll, I'll I'll just kind of uh, fill that question, put some meat on that bones of that question. So when I came here, um, I, I re- when I started co- coming back outside, <laughs> if you will, yeah, I've noticed that downtown was was dying at that time, and then all of a sudden everything shifted mm. to West Hartford. Uh, Grants the old restaurant. Yeah, West Harbor Center was always a destination. And all those other... But then it became... Trevor's and, you know, those restaurants. Um, Well, it's kind of a loaded question because even even in recent history, things things have changed, you know, with COVID and everything like that. You know, you had so many restaurants close. 
uh, during that, uh, you know, shutdown and whatnot, that they over 600 restaurants statewide, like shut their door, close, close their doors for good. Mm-hmm. Um, so now, well, it's Connecticut, man. Like it's, it's so fucking expensive. I, <laughs> I just swear on this. Thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> you know, rents are, are not cheap. Mm-hmm. And restaurant industry is such a fickle uh, industry when it comes to like cost and labor and uh, ma- making a profit margin off right. of running a restaurant. You know what I mean? You've got to really be, really be tight with with your costs with, with buying your product, and uh, you know, and payroll goes into like such a huge chunk of your, of your, of the money that you're spending. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, you really got to be tight and, and good at at controlling your costs in order to make a profit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if, if you're not good at that, then, you know, with, with how high the, you know, rents are around here, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? He, he, you can have a really hard time pulling a profit oh, running, yeah. running a bar or a restaurant. Oh, for sure. And that's with, and that's with like, you know, and you want to focus on the bar because, you know, you have such a higher profit margin coming from liquor. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that that's one thing that you want to do. You want to draw people in, keep people there, like, with, with and have them be drinking. Right. You know. Responsibly, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so one of the more recent developments within the West End is the. I we know because we live on top of it. No. Uh, <laughs> the explosion that's happening at the Spigot, almost every night. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tell you, like, I've been going to the Spigot for years. The transformation has been something different. <laughs> well. You got a lot of youth in there now. Like it's it's a wild bunch working there. They're a lot of fun. <laughs> great great guys. They're a lot of fun. Uh, I you know I, I I get the joy of working uh, there every once in a while, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> being part of that team, which I'm I'm grateful for. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Like well, the the, the, old, the original owner it was an older gentleman mm-hmm. you know, before he passed away, uh, and it was just you know it, it didn't evolve with the times. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and now it's, they kind of have their finger on the pulse a little more. Okay. Especially, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's become it's become the the new kind of neighborhood joint. Yeah. No. And uh, I think with the death of Sully's, we Spigot kind of took over. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah but in a more uh, <clears throat> way. Yeah. That's uh, <laughs> you know. Sully's was great. <laughs> <laughs> I miss it and I don't. Uh, yeah. That was a wild time. Okay, but uh, but you know, all good things must come to an end. Quick question: With all the mess that's happened, I've, I've asked a couple of bartenders this particular question with COVID mm-hmm. and things of that nature, and folks within the industry just dropping off like flies, not wanting to work anymore because they're people tired. Oh yeah, and so coming back from that that experience, what can we do? As consumers, but I mean, besides just being nice, but I mean, what can we? <laughs> well, it, it, it is really tough, you know. what I mean, mm-hmm. every every restaurant is having a little bit like staffing issues, whether whether it be in the front of the house or the back of the house. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a tough time, you know what I mean? Like we're, a lot of a lot of restaurants are cutting down a payroll, trying to work off of skeleton crews, have mm-hmm. as minimal staff as possible to try to uh, recoup the losses of all the money from the shutdown and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But um, really. It, just, just have patience. Right. Yeah. Uh, we're we're doing our best. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Best with what what we have available to us. Uh, and and I think and I think you see that a lot. Like I, I you know, being a bartender, you know, you talk, you 
converse with the customer all day and whatnot. So I get a lot of questions like that from customers. You know, they say, they ask, like how they ask us how we're doing in the current, you know, time right now mm-hmm. after post COVID and whatnot, and they bring up the whole staffing issue and right. and all that kind of stuff. So you just be honest with them. You know, you know, I, I don't like to, I don't like to, you know. You know, cry to them. You know, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so hard. You know, no. It's like, well, I always try to keep a, a positive uh, spin on it. You know, be like, but, well, we're trying our best. You know what I mean? But obviously, yeah. you know, and and you see the consumer actually like doing that and being a little more patient and all of that. Some, that, some. Like- it's all. It's always <laughs> yes and no. Okay, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's some wonderful customers that they do notice it, so they will have patience and. The, they, they they're asking that question because they're genuinely genuinely concerned. Yeah. Uh, but you know, then obviously they're just for as many of those. You know, this is just like tippers. You know, for every good tipper you got, you got a crap tipper. You for know sure. what I mean? Like <laughs> it, you're gonna get a crappy tip from yeah. people. It's gonna happen. You know, not and you know you know you're not gonna make a twenty percent tip off of every single person that you uh, serve. You know, for you, sure. You, you might get a bomb tip every once in a while, or you might or just get totally stiffed. But you know, <laughs> same same thing. Same thing in this situation. You know, yeah. they they you, some people. You know, seem to understand it, and they'll ask that question. Like, yeah, that's kind of their way of like letting you know that they 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 know that things are tough. Fair. So they kind of sympathize. No. So that's very nice. You know, it's very nice to hear that from from customers. But obviously, this for as every one of those, there's also yeah. people that don't yeah. never worked in the industry and don't understand. And just, you know, we we live in a society now where it's all about convenience and all about me, me, me. So yep. like people want to, you know. Everything's always about them. Yeah, and uh, so I can vent for you. People are jackasses. <laughs> <laughs> right, you yeah. don't have to say it. You don't have to say it. I can say it. Yeah. <laughs> so building off of that, and maybe building off of Cam's comment there, what has bartending taught you about people? What have you learned about <laughs> people <laughs> and society being on the other side of the bar? Uh, it's mostly great. It's mostly a great experience, you know yeah. what I mean? Like that's why I still bartend. That's why I like to bartend. Mm-hmm. You know, I I, I I do it because I feel like th- I think that I'm good at it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, also, you know, I'm a busy guy. I work full time. I'm a full time parent. Mm-hmm. I'm a toddler mm-hmm. that I take care of. Uh, and uh, so, being at work and bartending allows me to kind of have a social life without having a social <laughs> life. <laughs> Yeah, I felt that. I it's feel like, that. You know, I, I can converse with people and see familiar faces and have fun mm-hmm. while I'm working. It's uh, almost like you have friends. Yeah, <laughs> almost. <laughs> almost. Well, the, the, <laughs> even to circle around with that, it's like, well, how do you uh, describe the West End in, in your eyes? I describe love the West End. It's fantastic. Just, uh, I lived in the West End for, for a number of years. Mm-hmm. Uh it's great. I like it. It's 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 got an eclectic bunch of people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's probably the most uh, diverse uh, area of Hartford. Yeah, um, a little bit of everything. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like you got a little bit of hood, a little bit of this, a little yeah. bit of that. Yeah, a little bit of everything. You know, mm-hmm. you get get a little flavor from every, every direction. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's uh, but it's cool. You know, and you get and, and you also get like a lot of like uh, musicians and artists and mm-hmm. uh, people that you know. Do very interesting things, right. you know what I mean? Like, you know, it, it runs the gamut of like backgrounds and interests and uh, all that kind of stuff. So I, I love it. And, like, and and plus in the neighborhood, you know, I used to live in the South End years ago. Okay. And I thought that uh, when I moved out of that neighborhood, that I, I'd really miss the food. Mm. There's some great food in the South End. Yeah. But you know what? The West End has some really, really great like 
great places to eat. Mm-hmm. You know, I was uh, working at the same, like right next, you know, uh, like Monte Alban's a great Mexican yeah. joint. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Excellent, mm-hmm. like traditional Mexican, like, mm-hmm. you know, tacos there are phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, little little hole in the wall place. Very unassuming, you know what I mean? You wouldn't think that they have, you know, but they actually have like some of the some of the best Mexican. Oh yeah. Like, so so you know. so we had a question. I think you just jumped ahead, but we still want to ask the question anyways. But go ahead, Don. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, you know, you got Ichiban, which you got like it's like a Japanese like Korean fusion place. Like, and you don't get a lot of Korean in in, in Hartford. You know, you right. might have like Chinese Japanese food, but you don't get a lot. Of, you know, even Thai food or yeah. like pho, pho or something like that. You know, but you don't really get a lot of Korean. And uh, so you have that, and I, I love, I love we, stopping in there as well. Tangiers, and we do eat. <laughs> right. Yeah, some Mediterranean. You got Tangiers. And then we got Moe's Midtown, the staple. <laughs> I've been there forever, man. I was, getting, I was getting breakfast there years ago. <laughs> so is it safe to say that you like the West End more than the South End? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, love, man, love to the South End. I, I, I mean, did love, I, I lived mean, like three houses away from like Moscato. So I like, used to like to go in there for like, nice, like ricotta gelato. Oh, nice, yeah. Get some fresh baked bread sliced for me. Mm. Then, you, then, you know, the, from Italian cookies, I kind of prefer the Italian cookies over at Modern Pastry. Like, to be honest <laughs> <one>. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, but there's some gems in yeah. the West End. There's yeah. some, oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, there's some gems. <laughs> so, so we normally have three questions at the end, but we're gonna ask. We want to still ask the, a particular question. You'll hear the yeah. question. But before we get to that, um, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm ooh. But before, but, yeah, but before we get to those final three questions, you know, we we've been talking a lot about what you what your connection to the West End is, where you work around here, how we know that you mm-hmm. fill in downstairs sometimes. Yeah, downstairs being the spigot. Um, <laughs> And, uh, but that's not your main job at the moment. So where are you at? Promote yourself. What are oh, yeah. you doing? And well, I'm working over at a place called tomato Joe's in Rocky Hill. It's right in the South state. We've been open for a couple months now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, uh, it's the old, uh, it's the owners that own, um, they own a few restaurants, mostly in the New Haven area. Their flagship uh, restaurant is the Elm City Social. Oh, yeah. Yeah, on College Street in New Haven. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, and then they have a couple uh, restaurants called Olives and Oil. Yeah. One, one, one is on Temple Street in New Haven. One's in uh, Seymour, Connecticut. Yep. Uh, and now they kind of uh, they they uh, partnered up and kind of uh, with uh, this guy, Joe, old man Joe, that like one of the old owners of Joey Garlics. And like, oh, really? He tried to do the Tomato Joe's concept in like the Shays Bar in Manchester. Yeah. But like they didn't really support it, so it didn't really succeed. So they kind of paired up with him, decided to refunk things a little bit, like have him be like kind of an investor, and you know use their experience of uh, their restaurant experience of opening, you know, quality restaurants and, and ha- opening up a freestander. Yeah. Uh, so we we offer uh, like Italian dishes and like, like pizzas. The pizza's great. So mm-hmm. you can have a style pizza here in Central Connecticut. It's great. Definitely checking that out. Yeah, yeah, you gotta come in, bro. Mm-hmm. And like you know, good cocktail program. You know the, the you know. Um, so I'm I'm digging it, you know, and and, I, and then you know I work downstairs over the spigot every now and yeah. like um, <clears throat> leading up to it open. Obviously, whenever there's a new restaurant opening up, you you come across like, um, uh, like delays. You know what I mean? You have to get like zoning inspections and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple months there, like. That got it got pushed back. So during that time is when I picked up the shifts over at the spigot, and I was very happy to, that yeah. they threw me a couple of those because uh, going in there, knowing the whole staff, knowing Danny and and everything, uh, they were they were thanking me for doing it. Yeah. Like, oh, thank you for coming in and yeah. filling up. And I was like, well, no, thank you for giving me a couple <laughs> shifts. Shit. You know what I mean? Like 
uh, I think Danny having the new baby and, and then working so much and taking over the management role of it's big like with the Neil just buying it and whatnot. Like, uh, I think he needed a little bit, a little bit of a break. So he wasn't there all day, every day. So. Right. For sure. For sure. Well, well I, I told him, I came in one night and I told him anyway, like that, uh, I was like, hey, man, because well, they would do a guest spot every once in a while. They'd have, like, bartenders in there. I was like, yeah, why ain't you having me as a guest? <laughs> I've been drinking there for ages. I know all you fools. Uh, I was drinking there when you use uh, credit cards and debit cards. Well, and- I, I told him specifically. I was like, listen, I got to do at least one guest spot, man. Like, this is like, the only bar in the West End I haven't worked at. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I worked at the Sane. I filled in it over the half. I've worked at the Half Door. I've uh, you know, Plan B West Harford. I was at Sully's Pub. Like, I was kind of... And I was like the last bar that I've never actually bartended mm, at was, yeah. was a spigot, so I want to get that under my belt, mm. right? and I did so, and I, and I still do so every once in a while. Yeah. Well, <laughs> thank you so much for coming in today, Joe. This was great. Uh, so, like Cam said, we like to end with three questions. Yeah. Uh, same three questions every episode. Cam, do you want to start with the first no, one? No, man, you don't. No. no. All right, fine. <laughs> I need to write these down on my phone. You or really something. do. Okay. We. This is what, like our fourteenth episode. Something you still like don't that. know I these. Don't, I anyway. Like, <laughs> so, Joe. <laughs> yeah. Favorite thing about Hartford, Greater Hartford area? No. Uh, the people. Yeah. The people. Over That's and over it. again. That's what we hear every single week, it's and so awesome. I never get tired of hearing that. Right. Yeah, yeah, I, you know, I, 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 that makes sense. You yeah. know what mm-hmm. I mean? I, I can see how that would be everyone's answer. Uh, if you could change one thing about the Greater Hartford area, oh man, that's a loaded question, dude. I know. Oh. Jesus, um, I think the city needs more like affo- affordable housing. Mm-hmm. That way, a lot of people that work in the city would actually stay in the city and you know live in the city rather than over and over again. You know, they, they, they <laughs> you know, it is still a job city. You know, yeah. what I mean, so you still have people working here, but they they don't live in Harford. Nope, they live in the burbs. Mm-hmm. So the money's not coming, and that's why downtown is dead. That's why like the industry hurt so hard, got hit so hard in Harford because. Like I said, there's no commerce in the yeah. streets. All of the right. money you know flows I mean? outward into the suburbs. Yeah. People are like, they come into Hartford to work, and they're like, let's get the fuck out of here. You right. know what I mean? Right. Like, so, you know, you don't have that nightlife, you know? Yeah. So, so hitting- and, I, and, I think, and I think affordable housing. Yeah. Because it's so fucking expensive. Like, it's unbelievable. Could not agree more. <laughs> yeah. we've been. To- I, there's been a couple of episodes that's been a thing. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you're right in that, that vein there. So, hidden gems. Like, you... <laughs> You, you, you hit a couple of them during the... Hidden, <laughs> oh, hidden, hidden Gems in West End? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Hartford. In Hartford? Oh. Yeah. They're all over the place, dude. Um, depends what you're looking for, you know what I mean? Like, you, uh, West End has a lot of diversity. You got stuff like Tangiers. You got Monte Alban, a good Mexican place. You got Ichiban. Like, right... It's all all in that Tassane block right mm-hmm. there, you know what I mean? Uh, for some Japanese, Korean, and like, all good quality places to eat. Like, West Harvard Center's got some great restaurants. Mm-hmm. Um... But those those you got to South End, you got great Italian joints. Oh, uh, well, man. Uh, well, you, you can go to North End, get some like Jamaican food. Uh, finally, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah finally, you know, <laughs> finally. <laughs> nobody ever mentions. Nobody ever mentions the North End. Which one? Uh, well, you can go to. Well, there's like Scotts. Scotts, mm-hmm. Scotts too, and like then you got sisters and like all. Oh, like, I've, I've actually. I, I should go to North and get some Jamaican food pretty soon. I, I, I grew up in East Hartford. We had peppers and like, mm-hmm. so I, I always went there for like, I love Jamaican food. I grew yeah. up, my best friend growing up was Jamaican and I loved, I loved eating dinner at his house. <laughs> Jamaican me hungry right now. <laughs> 
I love, I love, I love staying, o- staying over his house for dinner. Nice, <laughs> his nice. folks were wonderful too. Um, but you know, and then uh, you got some great Italian pastry and some great Italian restaurants. You got some great. Uh, I used to buy this live on Bushnell Street, right on the corner. I'd come mm-hmm. at the end of the street. There's a Parilla and Sabores, which was the most Colombian, mm. Colombian food, oh, and huge portions. Mm-hmm. Great, They're like ooh, such good I'm stuff. Hungry, yeah. That, see, that, that's a good thing about Harvard. There's a lot of a lot of great like cultural foods. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Like, well, I'm trying to think some other ones. Shield Street, the yeah. foot down there. Well, I, I, I'm I'm full file, full file, five. I can't even <laughs> speak right now. Full five hundred one in East Harford is it was my joint for mm-hmm. full. All okay. right, yeah. So they got one on the Shield Street uh, by the uh, the laundromat. Yeah, I want to say Boston. For Boston, oh yeah, yeah. in that, in that yeah. plaza, mm-hmm. yeah, that's the that's the big one. Um, that might be the only one I can think of that isn't a number. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Now you go down Park Street. There's a bunch of life uh, places and stuff like that. Yeah. To go along with, like, you got some Brazilian food. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Ooh uh, right Brazilian, over here. Yeah. yeah, banana Brazil. Yeah, banana. Well, you got Brazil Grill, and you got like, I don't I don't know is a is a. What was supposed to be the other one that that op- they opened up right across the street from there. Charcoal grill or some of that, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Mm. But yeah, that that the uh, Triscaria style, mm-hmm. like just meat, meat on meat on meat. Yeah, <laughs> that's my shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I love. You get some great Brazilian Brazilian food. Uh, there's a Portuguese place and stuff like that. Park Park Road, Park Street, Park Street. Yep. Park yep. Street is a uh, pretty heavy, diver, heavy diverse. Yep. yep. You got a lot of Portuguese people, a lot of Brazilians, a lot of Hispanic, uh, um, of multiple multiple. Uh, you know, nations uh, in that area. Mm-hmm. So some great place, great places to eat there, and you get a lot of a lot of a uh, lot of Vietnamese places on, on Park Street too. Yeah. It is way too early in the day for you to be making me this hungry, man. Yeah, <laughs> none of these places are even open yet. <laughs> All right, my man. It was so good having you here, man. Yeah. Thank yeah, you so much, for Joe. Me. This is a special podcast this week. All right, man. Yeah. It's upstairs in your apartment. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna steal something. <laughs> I, I think we're gonna have to add in some background uh, noise of. Fake uh, bar patrons just to, <laughs> yeah. just to even it out. Clanging glass. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Joe. <laughs> thank you, guys. Now let's hear from Bridget Hurley. All right. Thank you for joining us today, Bridget. Thank you for having me. Good to have you here. Finally. <laughs> yeah, we only we've been rescheduling this since July. <laughs> How you been? I've been great. How you been? I've been all right. Been all right. Let's jump right into it. What's your relationship with Harford and the bar scene? Oh man. Well. <laughs> oh man. I started working in Harford around five years ago at a little bar called the Half Door. Uh huh. And ever since then, I've been stuck here. Okay. Just bopping around from bar to bar. I've worked just about everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I love it. I love the West End. Mm-hmm. Love Hartford. Did you grow up in Hartford? I did not. I grew up in Wethersfield. Wethersfield. So you went to Wethersfield High? No, I actually went to private school. I went to East Catholic in Manchester. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh okay. Yeah. Shout out. It's <laughs> 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 all good. So what were the jobs that you had before even becoming a bartender? Like, how did that whole situation come about of you becoming so, a bartender? So, how I became a bartender was, I used to be 
the general manager of Jake's Wayback Burgers in Rocky Hill when I was... So I used to go to this bar, Elmer's, in New Britain, and I always wanted picklebacks, but they ran out of pickle juice all the time, and I ran a burger restaurant, so I was dumping like six gallons of pickle juice down the drain every week <laughs> because we had so many pickles. Mm-hmm. So I started bringing the, like, the huge buckets of pickle juice to the <laughs> owner, and he loved that, and we hit it off, and he offered me a job. Wow. What an interesting way to end up in uh, the, <laughs> the bar industry. <laughs> by getting pickle juice and smuggling it in like, uh, I don't know, a bootlegger. <laughs> <laughs> so you should started there at, at Elmer's. Yes. Okay. That was my first bar job. So how did you, uh, what, what was the job before you ended up in the Western of Hartford? I mean. So that was Elmer's. And then I got fired from Elmer's. <laughs> 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 and then I started working at the half door. Okay. What, just, okay. Blah, blah, blah. Did you ever do serving? Was it just bartending? Was it serving and bartending, or? I've served lots of times. I've served at uh, the Half Door, at Tassane. I think that's actually it. Yeah. <laughs> I bartended everywhere else. Okay. All right, Ooh, so. Fiddleheads. Ooh, there we <laughs> that's go. That's right, Fiddleheads. I forgot about Fiddleheads. <laughs> all right, so let's start some beef. Uh, out of all of the places that you've worked, which ones are your favorites and which ones are uh, your least favorites? Oh my God! Can we bleep this out? <laughs> we'll get, we'll cut it. We, I'm gonna we, get fired. Yeah, no, no, no. We we don't have to do that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, you've been in the industry now for a little while. What what are some of your fondest memories? Oh my God, so many uh, fondest memories. That's hard. Mm. I, I think, like, uh, Christmas parties at the Half Door have always been my favorite. Christmas mm. and Thanksgiving at the Half Door. Either. Holidays. I Did you do it again? No, no, no. We're still going. Keep going. <laughs> I, I um, always, after, like, I finish holidays with my family, I would go to the Half Door, and we'd all hang out and have drinks and have a good time. And I like spending time with people that aren't my family on the holidays. Mm. So holidays are always my favorite. Nice. For sure. So how would you explain this, the Hartford scene within restaurants, um, the restaurant scene in Hartford, <laughs> if I can ask the question correctly? <laughs> um, especially, it's, it's not even post-COVID. I don't know what it is. It's, it's still COVID. It's like mid-COVID. Mid-ending oh, yeah. of COVID. Don't don't jinx us, dude. Yeah. Let's, just say <laughs> mid, let's just say we're in the middle of COVID. Smack like, in the middle of yeah. COVID. Um, it's the same 15 people just <laughs> <laughs> just circling around the west end chilling okay so it's, it's not, not not necessarily new people coming to the restaurants because we just had a if, i don't know when you guys want to hear this but we just had like an uptick the last couple of couple of weeks yeah that's we know it yeah. closed down the same for a couple of days i think we all intimately know this <laughs> <laughs> that i closed down a couple of restaurants because of staff shortages yeah yeah right um, and so it kind of hit us hard, especially in the West End. So, I mean, coming out of that, how does it look? It's been, it's slowed down a little bit. Um, our, like, hardcore people still come in every day. Of course. No problemo. Nobody's going dry in January. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so they're all there, but we definitely haven't been seeing as many people coming in and just like hanging out last night we were actually randomly really busy which i was pumped about okay because 
I miss people <laughs> giving me their money. Besides the regulars that are coming in, do you see a change in the type of consumer or the, the way that they act as oh, opposed to it's pre-COVID? way worse people. Yeah. Way worse people come uh, out. Wow. Explain. <laughs> expound on that. Yeah. People, it's because it's the people that just don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> they don't give a fuck about you. Mm-hmm. They don't give a fuck about the pandemic. They don't mm-hmm. give a fuck about anything. They just want their fucking well done cheeseburger. <laughs> well done. Hockey puck. Hockey puck has cheeseburger. <laughs> and to be a fucking asshole. Oh, goodness. That's not everyone, but I would say that's the majority yeah, of what no. I'm seeing these days. That's that's uh, fair. I, I would imagine <laughs> that that would be the case. It's uh, taking a look around at some of the regulars that I see coming out. I'm not surprised by that. <laughs> so, what have you learned about people since you started bartending? Well, right now, because right now you're in saying right? Yes. Okay, so explain the cr- to the people that don't know the crowd within the same they wanted to say what can they expect oh my god you can't expect anything (laughs) (laughs) every day is just like a build your own adventure Mm -hmm. (laughs) there's every single type of person you can even imagine coming into that place oh my goodness there's just like (laughs) so if if i came down to sit down and had a had a drink so it's it's a what you're saying is an eclectic group of people coming in extremely okay there'll be like businessmen you'll see Drag queen. <laughs> In the same booth. Yeah, hanging out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really just everyone. Okay. What has bartending made you realize or taught you about the general public? Oh, my God. That they're generally terrible. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Expound on that. Uh, t- t- tell us more. What What is so terrible about the general public? Oh, man. I'm sure we know, but tell, like, our, tell our listeners. She's really a nice person, guys. Yeah. I'm just letting you know. She just, we're here for her right now. Right? This is her space, so let her have it. Just imagine what being a bartender going through dry January is like. <laughs> I'm, I'm worse than ever. Uh, <laughs> they, uh, people just, I don't even know. <laughs> I just like never, they never cease to amaze me. Okay. What can we do as consumers? What can we do better to help your life out better? I mean, I mean you guys personally are amazing. I've oh, well, thank you. you but how, how can our listeners help make your life oh my God, a little bit more tolerable? Out. I am not out here saving your life. I am serving you a fucking low main <laughs> <laughs> like you're not gonna fucking die because it came out five minutes later why are you screaming at me <laughs> why are you screaming at me i don't understand okay so basically <laughs> just chill. relax relax you know. understand we're all trying yeah. i want you to have a good experience no one is out here like i want them to have the shittiest restaurant experience of their life okay. everyone's trying Things are just rough. So where else besides Tizane can our listeners find you? I know that you happen to guest bartend in various bars around the West End. This so. is true. Once in a while, you can find me at the Spigot. Woo, Maybe woo. on a more permanent basis in the future. Ooh. We'll see. Woo. It's in the works. Okay. All right. Um, I'm trying to think. Are you ready for the Spigot? Oh, man, I've been ready for this big <laughs> Honestly, the first time they asked me to work here, when Danny texted me, I was so 
happy. Really? I yeah. was like, oh man, this is like a bucket list fucking yeah. moment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I was. It matches yeah. your personality, as you can tell, guys. This <laughs> she's a badass. <laughs> she's one of the badasses <laughs> in West End. So you come around, mess with her, prepare for some, you know. Some damage, <laughs> emotional damage. We're prepared for. Definitely emotional damage. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, but right. so yes, go ahead and promote yourself. Um, that's really all I'm at right now. Sometimes I'll pop into the half door and work there if they send out the bat signal. Yeah. Uh, for now, that's it. I'm, I'm always looking though. All right. <laughs> you hear that? She's always looking. If, <laughs> if anybody out there needs a bartender. Just hit me up. Hit up Bridget. Well, yeah, but we're keeping her, though, in the West End. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, I've worked everywhere around here. Right, right. So we had Joe Burks on earlier uh, for, you know, because we're going to hook you guys. We're going to hook you guys up. Pair you guys. <laughs> Please. <laughs> <laughs> Pair you guys. Because this, this is going to be like the badass episode of, of West End, the badass guys of, of West End. Um, what can you say about Joe Burks? Oh, man. <laughs> I don't even. As you guys can't, she, she's shaking her head. <laughs> Speechless. Too many words. The grayer he gets, the more into it I am. Uh, <laughs> no, Joe's the. I love Joe. Joe's the best. He's like the best dad and the best friend. Mm -hmm. He's just such a great guy. Yeah. I like. I don't know. He's he's hilarious too. Well, we love both of you guys. Yeah. Uh, that's the reason why we had you guys on because you guys represent West End a lot. Um, as far as your service is concerned, and you guys are always around supporting each other, and we just love you guys. Yeah. So, Bridget, we like to close every episode with the same three questions. So, first off, what's your favorite thing about Hartford? Um, the community of people, for sure. Yeah? Yeah. It's all Anywhere you go in Hartford, you're going to see the same fucking cats vibing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're all They're family like, here. What are you doing here? Mm -hmm. <laughs> True. So, hidden gyms within Hartford. Hidden gems in Hartford. Ooh. I don't know. Spigot. Ha! Spigot's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Talk to him. Talk to him, Bridget. To Sane. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. To Sane's mm -hmm. solid. Okay. You know, I love to Sane. Half door. I have the half door tattooed on my body. You serious? Oh, yeah. One really? Second. Yeah. All right. She, she's stripping right now. Take my shirt <laughs> off a little bit. Get out. Shut the front <laughs> half door. <laughs> I got that, <laughs> got that tattoo the day after I got fired. Oh. <laughs> I love getting fired. Nice. Nice. Hey, to each their own. <laughs> All right. And if you were mayor for a day and you could change one thing about Hartford, what would it be? Ooh. Um, that's really hard. I don't know. Is it? Is it? What can the mayor do? Does he have know. a lot of power? All right, fine. If if you were king for the day and you <laughs> could do whatever you wanted within Hartford. Within Hartford. I would just put more less housing and more like stuff to do. Mm. I feel like they keep just putting in these like crazy expensive apartments and condos everywhere. Yeah. Outside of potholes, that's a <laughs> That's a you know, that answer's been You win these damn potholes, hey, Cam. Look, man, that's but the residential but issue yeah, has yeah. been it's high crazy. as well. It is. It is. It's crazy. They and keep building these to do. ridiculous. <laughs> like, hell yeah, Dunkin' Donuts Park. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, Getting I... mad use out of that. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. 
Go Yard Goats. <laughs> Go Yard Goats. <laughs> we love you, Yard Goats. Oh we love you. God. We love all yes, of you. Please, please come on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, Bridget, thank you so much for joining us today. This was lovely. Thanks for having me. You're so fun. We love oh, you. Oh, God. <laughs> Wow, that was a great recording. Um, Joe and Bridget had some great insight as far as how things look on their side of the bar. We're so thankful for them, and we're so thankful that they take care of us and uh, put up with us in a sense as well. So it was just a fascinating uh, episode and interview. I'm very excited about what they're going to do going forward. And Derek, please take it away with the events. This week's featured event is the Hartford Home Show. This Saturday and Sunday, head on down to the XL Center between 10 a.m. and 5 p.m. to get inspired and motivated for your upcoming home improvement. Whether it's a minor renovation or a major remodel, visit xlcenter.com for more information and to reserve your free passes to the home show. And be sure to check out theheartbeatct.com for more upcoming events in the heartbeat. Until next time, I'm D-Rock. This is Cam. And you've been listening to The The Heartbeat. Heartbeat.